Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's nice to see you. Thanks for being here with us. Um, today it's just myself because it's rehash season. We are we are deep in album mode as it stands. The album is is about to get its finishing touches this month. Wow, I, I just I've got a couple of verses to tie up, just little odds and ends, tidbits if you will. And uh, I need to get down. I need to get down to it. Trying to trying to find the time while changing diapers is uh, proving proving tough, but. We'll always get there. We always do. It's just me recording the intro because what we'll do is we'll we'll play um, something from the message boards. But you've always been asking for. People keep asking. I know we could go back and listen to the episodes, but can you please give us a sprinkle of rehash with an intro, a special intro? So yeah, we can. What today we're going to play a very special, very special story. It's called Ned's nicked my cash because I wouldn't sing the sash. It's a story as old as time. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a story from Jamie's book. I mean, I'll let him get in it and, and, and tell you about it, but it's it's basically the story. I mean, I think maybe the, the episode goes into it, but it's basically the story that the kick-started, the jump-started the both alternative ways of saying the same thing there, um, that started off the book idea. I think I think Jamie wrote... Or Jamie had been written about in the paper. This story had been written about in the local Wisher Press. It was, I mean, this was serious, serious news. It had been written about in the paper, and it was just funny. It was really funny. Hope you enjoy it. We will be back real soon, all three of us. Yeah, signing off, man. If you're um, if you're new to the podcast, listen back to the earlier episodes where you'll hear three of us. And there's plenty of episodes to dive into there. You could you could literally listen for weeks. She's pretty mad. Weeks of casting. Sign up to the Patreon. Tell people about it. Tell your friends and family that the LaFontaine's cast is one to watch, one to listen to. More like keep sharing it, liking it, hit that like button, and listen to this story. We hope you enjoy. I'll see you next time. Um, from the other side, from the other side of the album, the dark side of the moon. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ned's nicked my cash because I didn't sing the sash. I've got my big cousin's wedding to attend this night and as per, I'm totally skint. Not a bean to the name that my parents kindly chose for me. Jamie wasn't Catholic enough to can McGovern because he wasn't a saint, so it was James that got christened, the patron saint of Stella Artois. Logic prevails, and in order for me to secure enough funds to get there and buy my chosen elixir, I've got my Fender acoustic. Armed with only four strings, we attack the main street of the quiet drinking village with a big fishing problem. I am blessed and cursed to call home. Doing my usual repertoire, I've skewed Bob Dylan and Beatles covers. I'm on track to fulfilling my day's ambitions. I've made about 25 doubloons of hard sterling, judging by the amount of £1 coins I have in my big brown leather bonnet. Approaching me from my right hand side on the wee wall that has become my chosen pitch are two undesirable characters. I soon learn they're called Jason and Kirsty. A brother-sister duo, a total wishy-wideness. Dressed in tracky bottoms, skip pats and fringes laden with hair gel, reminiscent of my big sister's teenage cronies from ten years previous, but without realising it's 2009, and not still the tail end of the glory days of bonkers and rave culture. The pair of them are like caricatures of a time gone by. A double act I reckon I could crudely but accurately draw. I understand I'm not one to normally judge appearances, as I sit in a local Weatherspoons three pints deep, clad in even older tracky bottoms covered in bomber holes due to years of dodgy council soap bar. Arrogantly, however, I feel I'm somewhat more sophisticated. I see them checking out my morning takings in the big brown bonnet, and they stop opportunistically in their joint to fuck knows where. They edge towards me, and talk to me in near communion. Go and sing a sash, slurs out Kirsty and a junkie drawl. Jason is saying the exact same thing, but is about two thirds of a second behind her. I have a wee awkward laugh, not knowing how to really respond. Eh, uh, eh, uh, appears to be my, my only sounds from my mouth. Sing a sash, fucking moan! She squeals in a more hurried expression. Jason is right behind her, looking at me with both eyes pointing at his nose. The sash, mate. The sash. Do you not know the sash? I explain to them with courtesy. Um, that, that's no, that's not really what I'm all about. I prefer Bob Marley and that. 
love songs and that, you know? I'm scratching my head hoping that they know. They don't know. Now they're both looking at their own respective noses. I'm awfully flustered and confused. They look at each other, or at least face each other. I think they're still regarding their noses in this situation. Tweedledee and Tweedledum, indeed. I know the song that they're inquiring me to sing. I know quite a few songs for both sides of the shameful Scottish sectarian divide as a byproduct of my upbringing, although I choose not to beckon to their requests. After all, I'm trying to display a message of love and unity, and to play the sash up Wishy Main Street does little to help any reputation that I've managed to establish for myself. James Patron Centre, Stella Artois and Salt Bar. What do you mean you don't know the sash? They harshly inquire as I struggle to think of anything to come back with. They proceed to bend down and start lifting my hard or easily earned currency. Either way, I definitely earned it fair and square. Their long, dirty fingernails grabbing and snatching at the cash, filtering it back into their pockets. They pause and they have a look at me and they do that thing that dogs do where they put their heads to the side when they hear a new sound. Then they return to the task at hand, whilst occasionally looking at each other. Genuinely, I thought this was a just a sort of joke that they were maybe playing. I was scratching my head in confusion and sort of laughing nervously the whole time. I was making a new sound, or at least making a new sound for the dogs. Kirsty and Jason, may I add here, are both in their late 20s, early 30s, myself being the tender age of 19. As they vacate my sight, I'm looking into space, or maybe looking at my own nose in total bafflement. Bonnie and Clyde here have actually just taken near enough all the money I've got. I start to curse my own Oxblood Doc Martin boots for no standing on their wrists or booting them in the face. I wasn't sure how I felt, livid, amused or petrified. The full plethora, a rainbow of emotions, total disbelief as I continue to scratch the unkempt barnet. A small brigade of walking stick wielding old women begin to cross the road. They've seen this full altercation and for the manner of their arduous march towards me, I can sense from my senses that they are indeed ultra livid. Did they fucking bastards just knock your money? Their false teeth rattling. There was much point in the walking sticks in the thieves' direction. Eh, I, I think they did, I. Within a minute, there was a growing hysteria amongst a, a bloodthirsty mob, which was just getting bigger. Fucking bastards! Junkie scum! The old dears are heavy, heavy annoyed. Half of them are already on the phone to the police. Within another five minutes, I easy earn another 40 banger as people begin to take pity on me. Maybe I could arrange to be robbed all the time. The junkies win, and I win. The police walked in half an hour later, and they tell me to follow them up to the station. When we get there, I give a statement which is completely ridiculous. If anybody has ever given a police statement, you'll know what I mean. The culprits are well known to the police and they wholeheartedly assure me that they've got to do their best to bring the two to justice. I explain to the copper that I'm no a grass, I don't give a fuck about justice, I just want some money for pints, and now I've got enough, they could drop the case, I had what I wanted. Don't worry son, justice, 
there is still a decent window of opportunity to go back and play some more after the burglary and the ensuing police debacle, so I opt to go back down the street. Again, another healthy profit is made, as news about the terrible crime was still fresh in the wish-out ears. Just then, the gruesome double act appear for the same side as before. They seem to not notice me, and I genuinely don't think that they did. But emboldened by my fellow townspeople, I must have the courage to confront them. They kindly inform me that I'm a begging, stinking bastard. In some circles of thought, I suppose this statement rings accurate. I pack up my case and I pursue them, demanding to know why they done what they did. Total denial for their part as they stroll defiantly in front. The three of us get in front of Wishy Library where they stop in the tracks and they have another look at each other. They kinda work in telepathy. You better fuck off, pal, says Kirsty in a menacing manner. You're fuck off, pal. Echoes Jason, milliseconds behind. I see that Jason has produced a biro pen for his anorak. I'm not too enthused in the way that he begins to point this pen at me. Animal instinct kicks in for both parties. I begin to back away scared, and they start to stalk their prey in the grey plains of the Wishy Library car park. It turns into a full sprint for a few seconds, with me being chased by a JK with a bookies pen. But upon clearing a full lap of the building, we're back in the vicinity of some shoppers. Visible to everyone, they walk past me with their heads down. The tables have turned as I'm once again at their rear, complaining about why they done what they did. As we get back to the original point where he pulled out the pen, he pulls out the pen again. The second lap is just about to begin, when the old women appear round the corner screaming like hyenas. Tweedledee and Tweedledum do their junky shuffle and they sprint away with their pen round the corner. My pal Jim has just appeared, inexplicably topless and shoeless, and he begins to chase them. I've never seen him so furious. The police skid round the corner like Paul Walker for Fast Five, and once more I need to give this ludicrous statement. I'll read you a wee excerpt here. And then Jason proceeded to chase me with his pen round the library, slurring, No, ya wee begging stinking bastard. I was very scared, so I had to run my fastest. This is the kind of stuff that I had to say and have the bobbies read back to me. Fucking crazy. At the wedding that night, my news has travelled around the family and there's a big whip round at the end and I leave the wedding with another £100. I'll definitely be making arrangements to not be singing the sash and getting robbed more often. There's the criminal case a few months later over at Hamilton Sheriff Court. No one wanted this to happen. I didn't want all the kerfuffle, I just wanted money for beer. Jason pleaded guilty to it, but Kirsty didn't. I had to stand in the, the mad dock bit giving evidence, and it was fucking excruciating. The judge shouts at me, demanding what is so funny, because I'm in fits of giggles. I tell him that it's just like the films. I didn't realise that judges actually wore wigs, or would ask me to take solemn oaths. There's a judge in a wig, a policeman, a guy taking notes, and another guy as Kirsty's legal aid. The judge in the wig asked me if she was here today, 
could I point her out and identify her? I say, Yes, Your Majesty. The judge in the wig shudders and they ask me to point and identify her. I can't look in her eyes or her direction as I slowly point my finger to establish the culprit. Being the only female in the room, it wasn't hard. She lets out a demonic groan. Desperate to make a wee joke about how I wasn't sure because of his wig, I keep my head bowed and shut it, saying only whatever I had to. Outside the courtroom, I meet my pal Chris Clements. He was an aspiring journalist with Hamilton Advertiser at the time, and he wrote this daft wee story about it in the paper's next issue. He's actually the, like, the anchor in ITV now? BBC? I don't know. Something like that. I think it's BBC. Chris, if you're listening, this was your first story. Some of the national papers have picked up on it. I agree on a £50 cash exclusive with some freelance boy. He takes me for a 40 in a lark hall swing park holding an electric guitar. There's a headline in one of the rags a few days later. Ned's pinched my cash because I refused to sing the sash. The story has been spun slightly to portray me as some sort of Fenian hero. I got the 50 bucks though and that was class. And I also get plaudits from a full Celtic supporters bus who forced a poor driver to halt at the light at Greg's. A full coach of guys ran out cheering and throwing fivers. I have a wee joke with them about how I've no sang the sash for years, how come no one gives a fuck until now? Who knew that being mugged was so profiteering? Perhaps this is what insurance is, I've never quite understood the concept. A lot of people to this day still ask if I get battered. No, I only get just chased with a pen in the library. The pints that I'm bought in well-meant solidarity are welcome though. The subsequent chibbins that the antagonist received were not, however. I've had some laugh reading the articles of this fiasco. There's some discrepancies between the facts in my memory, Chris Clements' original story, and whatever the truth was. These are probably the most painful quotes. Jamie added, I wasn't caring much about it now, as it happened last year, but the law is the law, I suppose. Elsewhere, the LaFontaines will be playing a gig in Fife this weekend, before a support slot with Cisco at the Strathclyde Union later in the month. Jamie added, I mean, we're doing really well. We have been talking to a few people, and it's basically a waiting game now. I mean, we are doing really well. We're still just waiting. <laughs> just waiting to see what happens. And and the law is the law, I suppose. Have you ever, uh, have you ever seen St- Stacy and whatever that guy was called? <clears throat> Jason? I still see uh, the woman from time to time. I, do, I say hello to her. Uh, just sort of... I don't know, she just sort of <laughs> gives me a wink. What, his best <laughs> pals though? No, 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 no best pals, but just like... Uh, she just says hello. What was hello, hello? Wait, she did. What was uh, what was the outcome of the like the court case? So you had to go to court, and then what happened? 
the guy that uh, pled guilty, already, so I didn't need to go to court, but she did, nah. So I had to mm-hmm. go to court, and uh, I mind I was wearing, uh, I was dressed like somebody like this is England at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had a skinhead and I was wearing like uh, Doc Martens and braces and all that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so the, 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 in the court I had to, they saying if she's there the day, could you identify her? And there's only mm-hmm. one woman that's in the court. And it's her, right in the middle of the room, but I saw this going, oh, of course I could identify her. And then it's going, please point to her. And, like, man, just saying, fuck the, the point to her, like, so the kid didn't want to go to court, she didn't obviously want to go to court, but I'm just having to point at her in the room and she's just going oh. So, so, so what happens then? She got found guilty and did she receive a sentence or anything? Or? Well, I, I could tell you what happens because I, during the story that I was googling I did a bit of research and uh, I found the Daily Record article here Pierre took buskers takings after he refused to play the sash <laughs> I know it's like I refused it as if I was saying no no way no <laughs> way am I playing the sash two Neds ordered the busker to play the sash then stole all his takings when he refused <laughs> Jamie Keating 20 was playing his guitar and harmonica in the street <laughs> guitar and harmonica <laughs> when Kirsty Watson 29 and John Watson were told gonna play the sash he said he wouldn't and the yobs then told them to lend them two pounds. And when Jamie said he couldn't spare the cash because he had his cousin's wedding that night, the low-life pair grabbed £25 from his guitar case and ran off. Jamie said, I was in shock. I didn't realise what happened until maybe like 10 seconds later. And then they were gone. And all these old ladies were coming up to see if I was alright. I told the guy and woman, I wouldn't play the sash. That's not what I'm all about. <laughs> and when I said I couldn't afford to give them £2, they just took the lot. <laughs> the Neds rod- robbed Jamie in his hometown of Wishalanisha last August. Kirsty Watson was found guilty at Hamilton Sheriff Court for the theft. She was fined £250 and told to pay back Jamie's money. John Watson also pled guilty. He was fined £125. Has a long list of convictions for... Ca- Fuck's sake, this guy's, this guy's legit. <laughs> long list of convictions for crimes including assault to severe injury, assault and robbery and car theft. Woofed. Shit. It's quite, quite, the, quite the rap sheet. Prison break. <laughs> Jamie, who plays the drums in indie band of La Fontaine's, has bounced back though from the theft. <laughs> and is hoping his group will get a spot in it. And is hoping his group will get a spot in a shield team in the park. <laughs> well... When when was that? Two thousand and nine. Whoa 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 whoa! Here's an article here. Well, Jamie doesn't discuss the Lafontaines. In fact, he discusses his own budding solo career. Meanwhile, <laughs> Jamie has been working hard on solo material <laughs> since he's since he's since recorded a new EP. Have you? I when, when you put that out. <laughs> oh, I mind doing that ages ago. Meanwhile, Jamie has been working so much. He explained, I recorded a CD in a place called Green Door Studio in Glasgow. I wanted a raw sound, so we recorded the material <laughs> on an old analogue equipment and beat up tape players. It sounds really good. <laughs> I've got a few pals to play different instruments and we recorded most of it live. Wow. <laughs> CD now has, has a two, two of my newer songs and two of my older ones as well. <laughs> well, they're quite a mix there, Jamie. <laughs> 
I've decided to duplicate the CD myself. I must have been, orders must have been through the roof then, mate. Why didn't you make two of them? I don't think I, I, don't think I made any. What yeah. paper's that in? That is also another article from the Daily Record. And then he goes on to say, Meanwhile, the band are under new management. <laughs> uh, we're hoping to get some festivals. I mean, we're doing really well. <laughs> I suppose that that's the thing that I used to say all the time. I mean, we're doing really well. And then, and then you again, we're also looking to do something at Tea in the Park. <laughs> the burger van. <laughs> talking to a few people and it's a waiting game now. Jesus Christ. Papers are funny, man. <laughs> Is there anything else you, you, you remind about that time, Jamie? When you, when you listen back to that story, or has that story been done to death for you now, considering we also write about it in the script? I think it's because we've wrote about it in the, the script, and we've been doing that for the last couple of years. It's, it's, all, it's all warped now about what, what the fuck what, happened. I must uh, say, listening back to it, I remember when I first heard that story, enjoying it a lot. But listen back to it, it's I've heard it so much now that it's drumming. You know I mean? Right, is that is that the, the kind of main main basis? Well, that's the kind of main basis of the, of the script story sort of thing. So that's what it, certainly certainly that's what it spawned from. Aye. That's what the the English fellows that we took it down to they just couldn't get enough of it. So tell us that again. Is it important up there? Is sectarianism? We just don't get that down here. We've got Tottenham and Arsenal, and we just don't get it down here. <laughs> well, I remember when we met Felix? The guys called Felix. When we uh, were talking about the sash, and he was like, "Could we? Could we use the sash as the theme music for the for that, what, that episode?" I'm like, no, I mean it's it's no cool to be playing it sort of thing. All right. Spiffing. Fascinating. <laughs> Who came up with the headline? Was that the Daily Record? That is a good headline. I don't I don't know if that was Chris Clements that the guy that's a news reporter knew the if he'd done the headline. I think he was he was the first guy done the story because when I came right. out of the court He broke the story that day, he was talking to me. Uh, mm-hmm. and he was also the guy that gave us our first review. Remember we were in the tent at live at Loch Lomond. Right. At the first ever festival and he came in and he got it in the paper. Was it a, was it a five star review? I can't remember, but it's a we got a first mention for playing at the festival. After him. Thank you, Chris. It was, it was meant to be getting uh, married today as well. Well, right now. I seen on I seen on Facebook. So. Well, uh, tell him to fucking hold the phone and get a full party. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up to the podcast for the wedding gift. <laughs> oh, congratulations, Chris! I'm sure you'll be listening tonight. Hold on, love. I need to put a, I need to put an out of this on. <laughs> the boys are giving me a shout out. <laughs> and what is Chris? Chris is now a famous anchorman. Yes. <laughs> the, way, the, way, the way you said that, he was as if he was on a boat. <laughs> He's got his own vessel. <laughs> famous anchorman. Aye, <laughs> uh, he's, he's. What is he on? What is he host? Uh, the news. Like a reporter, like he's he's a. Uh, Was he out in the field? Aye. Afghan. So he's a, so uh, no one anchor, you know what I mean? But a, a, a news reporter. Hi, shouts to Chris. Thanks for that first review. No, oh, thank you. Certainly set us on the path to stardom. I get my, I get my first podcast complaint last night. A <gasps> complaint? Oh no. Aye. What do you mean? Uh, it was off a of Big Ronnie and. Um, 
he doesn't like the two chords that keep getting played to when we're talking. The the piano chords? Aye. But he's he's prone to just saying really shite advice, but that was his tuppence. I I, I don't know if that is maybe quite polarising the, the You the think piano it's a hell of a mess? He, 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 liked, he liked the music during the stories, but didn't like it when we started talking. Well, maybe the, maybe the, the listeners could let us know. Yeah, let us know if you would like us to either switch up the music... Or, or lose it. Or lose it. What other advice, a, a terrible advice did Ronnie gave? Um, he said, let's see when we're going to New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going, you need to get a bird pregnant. You need to get a bird pregnant because then I'll be able to, like, stay over there. Right. Ah. I think we'll keep the cords in. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave us some, some horrendous <laughs> advice. Mm-hmm. That's not like me, Ronnie. Shouts to Ronnie, lovely man. Terrible advice. Is that still the case in America? If you were to go over there and have a child, you would be an American citizen? I don't think it is. No, I I have an American citizen, but I don't know. I don't know if that was even the case when he was giving the advice, but that was just his his logic was get an American bird pregnant so that I could be in America. You can be in America. (laughs) (laughs) Be in America with a Wayne. Let me put it to the people I was raised to believe we're equal Everybody sees all in the same set Everybody in the same boat, same trip Doing the same shit No evil, no malice Total disregard for bank balance But this vehicle I'm barely surviving in Don't match the new one that you're driving in The, the two people mm-hmm. then I mind uh, a couple of weeks after that had happened there was a guy come over to me and it was a it was a spa at the time next to Greg's and I was standing outside the spa uh, and a guy came up to me and going who was it that who was it that, that done that the other week sort of thing and they'd heard about it and I told him who it was I wasn't like I don't know, and I seen him, I seen him across the road a couple of minutes later on a phone and he came back across over to me and he goes, eh, don't worry, that's getting sorted out for you. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't, I don't need any, so he goes, I don't worry about it, and it's getting sorted out. And <laughs> eh, the next time I seen them, because a few times after the, the court case, you know, I'd see them up the street, but I would be a bit like apprehensive, so I'd like cross the road or whatever, I wouldn't want to see them then it was one time I seen them and I realised they were uh, it was unavoidable it was too close to them mm-hmm. sort of thing so I had to had to sort of acknowledge that they were there and then they were just like alright and they, they both had their heads down but they had like they had like fresh fresh chibbins so you you put a hit out on them then? <laughs> <laughs> and you, have you had any hassle since? <laughs> no <laughs> well there you go just shows you You've got chibbers on the street. Wish he's DMX. Uh, any other points in the story? Only thing I've got here is uh, old women have always got your back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wrote on my phone. <laughs> why old do you women think have you have got your back? Yeah, why do you think you have such a rapport with the, the older generation? Um, I don't know. I think it's just because I talk to them. Maybe. Oh, the one, the ones up. Wish you have got. Uh, especially it was like. 
I don't think I was ever making any money for my music. Right, or right. Certainly very little, but I think I was just getting a pound off for the old woman because I'd say hello to them and then they'd just tell me about uh, whatever. Sometimes so, I smile. That was my, my trade. My trade was I. <laughs> my trade was just smiling at old woman. Well, sometimes it's just nice to be noticed, you know. So you've got your your thugs, you've got your old women, really have crossed every every <laughs> <Aye>. demographic. <laughs> what, what what could you run as like an MP? I mean, good, uh, very good question. Do you have any any inklings to to enter into the, the political world? Uh, I see when I was at school. Uh huh. Oh, the year after I, I left school, mm-hmm. I uh, I got a letter in the post saying. Sorry, you were uh, unfortunate. You were runner-up, and it was for the the Scottish uh, Youth Parliament. <laughs> what? Right, to be to be a didn't get in. I didn't. So you didn't get in the Scottish Youth Parliament. <laughs> what are the exclusive news? It's <laughs> my my definite world of politics now. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I went, no, so, the, I'd, so I, initially, no. I, I initially, 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 I applied to it. Uh-huh. Um, initially, I applied to it, but you had to go to like two, like a uh, two weekend long sort of seminar sort of course things that I couldn't, I couldn't do for whatever reason because I think I was playing gigs and stuff. Like couldn't be bothered. I couldn't be bothered sort of thing. So the country I, I, has to I, I, wait. Wasn't <laughs> but then the, the the letter I got in the post was showing you. Uh, I'd got like. I'd came second with like. Eighteen hundred votes or something like that. But it was all the everybody else had a, a picture, and a wee blob next to them of what it would do, and it just said, <laughs> you know, it was just a question mark. <laughs> where the picture was, then it was no information. But I, I'd came second in this. Uh, <laughs> but. I just thought about uh, maybe imagine I had won and I, I was doing politics now. The hero the town needs. I know. <laughs> a young, a young Nick Clegg. <laughs> I think, I think you could run. <laughs> run it up. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly made it. Jamie Keenan, the 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 answer to the question no one asked. <laughs> I think you could run, man. I think you could run as an independent candidate. Like one Facebook post, you'd be you'd be the fucking you marry black. I'm telling you. <laughs> now back in the uh, imagine me trying to debate. I, I had a oh, fact. Ah, you can see that at the time. Uh, my mum gave me this. Uh, this is for a public speaking uh, competition that I done when I was. Uh, did you come up to do? Uh, <laughs> come running up uh, in that I as well. I was actually running up. This is when I was. Uh, <laughs> Primary, primary seven going into first year, I, I entered a, a wish year public speaking competition, and it's about music. Oh, uh, tell us, tell us. It'd maybe take you five minutes to read it. That's good, that'll, that'll, that'll spend some time. <laughs> 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 read it twice. <laughs> <laughs> read it once, right. and then uh, <laughs> go back to the main bits. Then <laughs> <laughs> read it in French. <laughs> Uh, so you like so, tell, so you like good go. music 
Good evening. That's how you've started it. That's how you started <laughs> it. Was that the title? So you like good music? Right. You certainly do. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, chairperson and their lovely judges. Not that I am seeking in with the lovely judges. I'm here to speak to you in this... Joke, straight, straight away, straight <laughs> off the bat. Get the joke in. <laughs> well, I had to count on his knees. <laughs> straight away. Remember, remember, remember I'm at 11 here. Uh, we haven't. <laughs> I'm here to speak to you in this fine night to talk about people's opinions of good music. It is completely different. To begin with, I will be addressing you about the type of music I like and the type that my family likes. Secondly, I will inform you of what I think about my family's music and vice versa. Lastly, I shall let you in a little secret about what goes on around me and how they split from other people and their musical tastes. A few of my favourite bands, which all of you golden oldies will never have heard of before, are Blink-182, <laughs> Sum 41 and Green Day. They are quite punky and usually something that make boys and girls beg for a drum kit or guitar. I have been listening to this type of music for three years. Before that I used to think that the grooviest music was the Spice Girls. I feel mortally <laughs> embarrassed about those bad old days. <laughs> I really enjoy listening to all this music. Before I listened to music I used to play with my Power Rangers and again I have humiliated about this. Talk about embarrassment. My big sister Helen, she is manic. Her tastes involve pop music and jazz. She likes Kenny G and Alicia Keys. She used to play the saxophone and is a very good singer. I sometimes go to see her at shows and she is very talented, but she is constantly singing everywhere which is very annoying. Talk about <laughs> annoying again, my big brother David, <laughs> who is an indie lover. Things like Beatles, Oasis, The Verve, Ocean Colour Scene. We all have funny hairstyles, which is what he has, all curly, messy and long. Classical music is adored by my mum and dad. They like Kenny Rogers, James Taylor and Michael Ball. I think this music is really boring, but in the same category my dad thinks that the music that I like is demonic. I asked him why he thought this once, and he said it's really fast and clever. He always has been over the top. My gran and grandpa aren't really up to date. Their musical interests are Glenn Miller, Frank Sinatra and Jeanette MacDonald. I have never really heard of these pop stars before. I wasn't alive when these guys were around so I have an excuse. <laughs> My grandpa thinks that the current star around is called Ronald Williams. Can't get more out of touch than that, can you? <laughs> Moving on to my age group, a lot of people fit into three categories. Neds, Goths and Moshers. How would we explain these? Neds are people who act hard, men. Goths wear, <laughs> goths wear black clothes and makeup and have long hair. Moshers wear baggy clothes and hoodies. By the way, hoodies are hooded jumpers for all you old timers out there. <laughs> Neds listen to all that fast dance music, which always has the drum beat. Ditch, 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 ditch. Judge Jules. Fragma, I've no idea if Fragma and Ian Van Dahl are prime examples of this. Ian Van Dahl? <laughs> a lot of people listen to Out Loud with their car windows down. Goths listen to the very fast or slow satanic screaming music, including Marilyn Manson and Slipknot. I think it's scary because of the screaming 
and I don't understand it too well. Something I do understand is the moshers. That is because I am one. (laughs) (laughs) The music is fast, loud and aggressive, but nowhere near as bad as the goths. Green Day are my favourite band, but Limp Biscuit stands out as a true moshers band. So I have told you all about different types of music and people (laughs) and how it affects their lives. I don't think anyone should be judged on what kind of music they like, how they dress or what their hair is like. On the subject of hairstyles, my brother Paul looks as if he is in a boy band, but he likes the same kind of music I like. So it goes to show you can't judge a person by how they look or what kind of music they like. Ladies and gentlemen and lovely judges, Thank you for listening to my speech. Fantastic. Hey, well Wait, are you there? I don't know. I don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my speech at the, at the Parliament, the Scottish Parliament. <laughs> that guy leave your runner up. You should want it, mate. You should want it in the park. That was, that was my uh, to be First Minister. That's what I'd do. <laughs> Care? Yes. I just get a. An update on my Duolingo just flashed me on my phone there just saying uh, my 66 streak day is a uh, 66 day streak is in danger. <laughs> oh, have you not done it today? Have you not done no, it today? No, so we need to make sure we're after this podcast by at least 10 to 12. Maybe you could do it on it, that'll take up on our five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good. Maybe next week I can just read the paper out. <laughs> <laughs> so... Do you, do you have do you have any aspirations in your later life to to enter the, the political sphere? Not at all. None. No. What would what would pull you in? What would have to happen to it? Would, it would pull you into the realm. I don't know. I just couldn't could not handle like arguing. <laughs> uh, mm. Just couldn't couldn't articulate my my views or why I was right. Maybe that would be your maybe that would be your selling point. (laughs) (laughs) Vote for this guy's he's he's no got a clue. (laughs) (laughs) Vote for me everything's sound. Vote for me and I will agree with everything you put across. (laughs) Keep it keep keep everybody happy. Vote for me and I'll keep everybody happy. (laughs) (laughs) A people pleaser. People please, oh the old dears loving you. So I, I'll, I'll take just fifty quid a day and give you the rest of the money back to, uh, to straight into like um, potholes. That's a hang into it. Everybody's always mm-hmm. complaining about. Aye. So I would just take fifty quid a day. I, w- I would want less than minimum wage, but I would give the rest mm-hmm. of my w- my wage into. Uh, you build more potholes. Build more potholes, aye. <laughs> A vote for me is a vote for me a pothole. <laughs> Are you sick of travelling on these smooth roads? Bring back uh, the death sentence. I mean, we get asked that before, but our political views would be in the hankering. We're talking about uh, would raise awareness <laughs> of the potholes. <laughs> spend right. money on uh, just raising awareness. <laughs> like, spend loads of money just putting up signs saying, beware. <laughs> Um, what would that do? Make everybody listen to the podcast. 
Sign up to the Patreon. <laughs> it, it, it comes off the the, the pay slip like six pound or something. Aye, aye. <laughs> <The> Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> you didn't you did this? No, but I, I would be like more behind the scenes, like a like a Malcolm Tucker type guy. Aye. Be, I wouldn't be at the front, but I'd be I'd be the the puppet aye, master aye. behind. <laughs> Dominic Cummings. Mm-hmm. Only I wouldn't get I wouldn't get caught. No. Too smooth for that. Idiot. Throw me to the fire. I am a walking liar. I have a hunger for more praise than I inspire. I have been moving subtle with devils over my shoulder. Blood from foreign lands to mine, my heart's colder. Full of regrets that gotta quiet some handles. I've been undercover with people claiming these standards. Blank faces, broken down on these stages. Lies are televised, they're heading under these pages. Faded to black, stirring Do you know what I've been using for a mask? I've not actually used it yet, but what I plan on use, using is... Um, Your guitar? Minding in my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you remember in the All In video? We'd put uh-huh. those things over our faces to be... So you can see your faces and we'd to run across that bridge next to mine. I've got uh-huh. that. It's quite good. It's ideal for a mask. Like a snood? It's like a snood eye. Just put it over your nose and then you pull it down. Nice. Video wasn't a waste of time after all. <laughs> Certainly wasn't. So we get any um, any questions from the the Patreon. So <clears throat> Alan Mockery asks question for podcast. What's your views on the long term impact the pandemic will have on the music industry? Negative impacts: loss of venues, loss of revenue from touring, and positive. More innovation from needing to connect podcasts and use of home studios. Quicker routes to market and recording quicker. How do you monetize it? Is Patreon a way forward? That's a fucking. That could be the most serious question we've ever had on on the on the cast. That's quite serious. So should we make sure we answer it in a jovial manner? <laughs> <laughs> um, how does it affect it? It's not good for it at all. I think what you'll find is that the music industry is becoming less and less a a working class person's game. I think between the ages a maybe. 17 to 21 if you've if you're not fortunate enough to smash it out of the park then when you start getting into kind of later on in your life when you need to go and get like a a real job as it were very few people can withstand the, the lack of finance that comes in from doing music so i think with this happening there'll be even less people that come out of the other end of it just like obviously not being able to it doesn't look as if there'll be any actual indoor gigs until well into next year so just how like 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 alan says there like you just need to find ways to keep connecting with your fans that aren't playing in the same room as them which is hard because because that's the best the best way to connect with people well well, the way that the way that we as a band the only way we really make any sort of kind of living to keep the band going is live shows and we're taking that away from us. We've lost all income completely. So, with us doing the our, our next gig, our first gig this year at the, the drive-in, it's uh, 
it's necessary. I think that's that's the gap. That's the way that you'll you'll bridge the gap. I think it, you just need you just need to get the economy starting to kickstart again. I mean, like with that run of gigs, I think will be good. But I can't see after the initial sort of run of that of that being the norm for especially going into winter. If it's going to be outside, you don't want to go to a drive-in gig in December. It's no. snowing. So it'll be int- it will be, in- be interesting to see how it how it will go over like Christmas and into January, February. We still no it's just It's music. the knock-on effect as well. I mean, as soon as we announced that gig, I had people text me, like my lighting guys or sound guys, giving it, you need a lampy, need a shift, need a merch person. It's the knock-on effect. Not only does it just affect that, like if you look at... I know, look, we, we are in a more fortunate position than folk like that, like, that we, I mean, we can still sell merchandise online we can still do this we can still put out music and still connect with mm-hmm. people in a way but like you can't can't go on and do lights for <laughs> like the like folk like that just doing lights on a facebook live <laughs> in your house and on the podcast folk, folk on the, the podcast rate. describing the lights <laughs> <laughs> but wait we was getting back gigging again that 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 it, at least can i Start some of that game. We can employ a sound guys, a lighting guy, merch, a van driver. You know, just everything gets a wee turn at it. So it's it's really important for us to to play again. It's although it might not be ideal, it's the only way we can we can get this the gig economy up and running. I can't wait to play. Yeah, just get a, an email the other day there as well from Musicians Union saying that they they will not. Be giving me anything from the. Giving me any COVID funding at all, so that's that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys in the Patreon, literally the only income we've got right now is this. So it's good. It's really good to have no money. <laughs> the way you make it. <laughs> um, so it's quite dark. What's the guy's name? Alan. Thanks very much, Alan, for bringing a, a really dark cloud over what is quite usually a jovial podcast. <laughs> what a joke. Cheers for that, hey, Alan. Thank you, mate. Uh, so, Owen, Owen Norrie asks, Do you have any tips you would give to a band just starting out? Have you guys always managed to focus on enjoying it and have no belief in the tunes you produce, or have you ever felt any pressure on the need to produce music that will be well-received? You want to answer that, Daz? Uh, I never felt any pressure to do that. I think just by the nature of the band, it's it's as a Scottish rapper, and it, it straight away seems as if it's not going to be well received. So when it is well received, it's, it's like it's, a bonus uh, all the time. It's, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's it's why never... it's been so good. <laughs> it's that's why we've kept I, going because exactly. we can't believe that folk are into it. Pretty much. I those. I mean, f- for it not fitting into any sort of direct like pigeonhole or whatever it's you 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 would think that it's, it's not going to be well received so when it is it's it's a uh, very nice mm-hmm. certainly never felt any pressure to try and make it sound anything other than what it is remember the i remember doing a a talk and some sort of like panel thing and it was asking I can I kind of been asked that question about making like contrived music. If what would mm-hmm. what's your views on that? And I, I went on this big rant about how 
did anybody see that thing Sandy Tom done? Where she was like on Facebook Live greeting, saying that she had. She wasn't getting played in Radio 2. She, she wasn't getting played in Radio 2, and she she mm-hmm. wrote this song specifically for Radio 2, and and <laughs> she couldn't understand it because everything on Radio 2 sounded like the song that she just wrote to get played on Radio 2, and she couldn't believe that they wouldn't, they didn't wouldn't play it, so she was crying. And I was like, that's your fucking problem, you're fucking morning. You just wrote a song to try and get on that. That's the whole, it's so forced. And then the, the one of the guy that, that was hosting the thing was her husband. Ah, I saw a party, mate. Sandy's alright. <laughs> Fuck, I had to double down on that, man. I was like, aye, sorry, man. Did he? Did he introduce? Did you find that out for someone else? Or did no, somebody else. Somebody else told me that was her husband. Actually. It's, it's oh, actually right. put the panel on. He was kind enough not to, oh, not to say to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so the first part of Owen's questionnaire: the use of any tips you would give to a band just starting, just starting out. On my, I would. I, I I used to think that a plan B was a plan to fail. Right? I used to think you'd be daft to go and. Just put all your eggs in that basket and just fucking go for it. And part of me still thinks you need to be as full-on committed to it, but I would recommend having a a sideline that you could earn some, at least earn some money on. Because unless you're fortunate, I mean, having a top 40 album still means you, you still need to put a shift in somewhere. So, And then if a global pandemic happens, you've... Uh, no way of making any beans. So try and try and have something on the back burner that you can that you, you can earn some money off and don't see it as a it, you're you're committing any less. Just something else that you can you can earn some cash with. Be it fucking ain't at all, but just keep it in mind that you'll need to earn money somehow. Unless you're fortunate. Let's talk about the gig then, right? So the so the gig is fourth of September up in Edinburgh, and um, so like three hundred motors show up. Aye. So you drive you drive in and you get like a double car parking space, bit for your motor and then a bit for you and the folk in your motor to get out and watch the gig, and then you watch us play and then you get back in the motor and then you piss off and do one. And I'll have a radio mic, so but I don't I don't think I don't think you can. Well, no ability to go and sit in their cars. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's what they maybe, think. See, maybe by that point, 4th September, it'll be... Uh, it'll be uh, welcomed. The, it'll be social welcoming. Uh, it'll be a, a, a two inches rule or something. Mm-hmm. You can only go in two inches or something. Two inches or someone. <laughs> you, need to stand, you need to stand really close to them. We were talking about because it's a car gig, um, having... Jamie I and Daz are set up in that in like a Formula One podium. 
and having like merch just like big racing flags like the finish line flags and um, what else maybe like a select six track at the end we can maybe do that thing with a champagne aye aye definitely when it's, it's the last song you could dress as a a a parking a parking warden <laughs> <laughs> The gig and you could get, like, wouldn't it be, obviously, tickets, but <clears throat> you could get, uh... CDs? Private CDs, aye. I'll park here for that, Maybe that, that could be how you, you sell the, the merch. Mm-hmm. Get another mm-hmm. cart, aye. NCP. So, we're, we're uh, again, usually run out of time. On the, old, on the old cast, Jamie's needs to go and do his, he's French. Um, what we were thinking, though, is I was starting to get other guests on obviously we've had the likes of Paul who's our, our sound guy Fraz the old tour manager Calm does all our social media stuff and videos Um maybe getting some like band guests or bands that we know get get them on or actors or uh, just anybody <laughs> on the cast at all next week Killian, Killian Murphy is <laughs> give uh, give um, Tom Hardy the text hey Tom <laughs> wondering if you'd like to come on the cast um, Joe Rogan Joe Rogan smoke, <laughs> smoke a fat one with Joe and Elon Musk uh, so let us know if there's any anybody you'd like to hear hear us speak to and we can Putin we can get it I get get Putin on oh, we're meant to go to, we're meant to be in Russia are we meant to be in Russia then eh that's gotten that is fucking gotten Oh, well. uh, so let us know who you'd like on the podcast thank you for listening as always thank you to the patrons patreons um, hope you liked your exclusive musical cover we sent you the other day and uh, as always we say we bid you a farewell one two three bye bye, bye. <laughs> 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.